On this week's Loud and Proud podcast, I have the brother Pod John. He's a couple of weeks ahead of us in terms of COVID, so he's going to lay down what to expect when we get back training this week. But before we start, I want to just touch on the Sunday game last week, a bit of a reflection on it. Very, very, very feckin' depressing, to be honest. The collage and the whole emotions around it was just, it was just depressing. Just really, really haunted me, brought me back to that brutal day 10 years ago. Uh, well, not even 10 years ago yet. Well, I think I'm going to do a podcast on it, uh, on the actual, to mark the actual anniversary of it. Just the actual impact of the Joe, the Joe Sheridan goal, earthquake on us. Just, yeah. And then in, in terms of Joanne Cantwell and Fitzer and Joe Sheridan, I think um, if you leave anything out for Joanne Cantwell at all, she's like a Rottweiler. She'll just chew on it and jump on it straight away. So Fitzer said a few things. Uh, but the referee uh, from another province and uh, umpires as well and Joanne just lit on that and I just didn't give him a chance back to talk about it and Joe just comes in and plays the perfect victim card talks about the glow of the golden Sean Boylan being attacked and brings up letters he got like uh, you know it's his war against everyone else's like in terms of getting letters and all that I don't know it was over egged it was well played uh, I don't think Laird has anything to gain from those those types of situations. We don't nearly want pity. We uh, we know it's horrible. We know we can't turn back the time. We know it was the way it was handled after was terrible. Uh, so yeah, it's awkward. Uh, so maybe now that's the time now to put to bed and going forward never ever speak with again and just look forward to getting new things, getting a, building a new stadium and going ahead and building a new future and. Mark that as the low point and maybe we'd never be back at that such low, sad state again in terms of the football field. So I just want to touch on that. Um, then just another bit of news, the uh, relegation from the league is going to be, is, uh, could be on, still on the cards. I know we're all relegated in the National Football League with, with Laird and not talk about the, the league and the county divisions, the, the, clubs, the club leagues. But looks like the Great Escape could be still on. It looks like the G are going to play those two fixtures in October against Down and the other one against Cork. So yeah, we're under pressure there. So it's a pity to play them. Uh, I I will gonna I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna play the intro music now, and then we get into Pudge. I uh, just wanted to get that off my chest. The Sunday game and then the the league for Loud going forward. Um, and that's it. Yeah, right here we go. Here's the shortened intro. Another short and intro again. Thanks again for the feedback. Here we go. Oh, and stay tuned for the new segment at the end of the podcast with the interview of Pudge. And it's worth tuning in for a um, new segment. Don't know what we call it. Getting the segment together. Right, here we go. Short and intro. And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood and Meehan. On the line is the brother Pudge from Australia. Hi Pudge. How you done? How you know? Good, good, good. You're you're in the future there. Like I know you're a couple of hours ahead, but you're a couple of the weeks ahead with the training. So, so what do we ha- what do we have to expect when we get back then training with social distancing and what have you? All the suppose all the measures that are in place. Yeah, we're we're back probably nearly a month now. Well, we actually only two weeks ago we come back off. We we're allowed um, contact now, and we we're actually starting playing. Friday week, but um, with the 
with the way the training's going, it was, it was weird. Like the start, it was because it was, I suppose we're quite quite lucky. I suppose hopefully he's get a good summer too. But obviously, no rooms, no rooms. They're open for toilet use and all that. But we obviously you rock up um, ready to go for training, all your gear on you. You're, everyone has their own water bottle, which is fine here. Like cause it's not lashing rain or whatever. Yeah, so you yeah. throw the boots on just before training, and you go straight out. And there's a person just basically as the gate. You go in, and it's all hand sanitizer, and you cruise on in, and it's away you go. But like it was funny. Like actually, first training session we had was I don't know whether the over egg to try and get it sanitized, but the boys had the balls in a big bucket of water to hands to sanitize them or clean them like it's sure hit a lovely summer's day and um head, the balls were like soaked <laughs> to water like you're trying to kick a lead ball around the place like but it was good to be back obviously at the time and what's it like going back is, is it are you weird going down to training oh, i suppose it is weird but it's, cl- it's lovely at the time as well like just to get out again and start kicking ball with the boys instead of Instead of, I suppose, kicking a ball off the wall is great, but you can't really do it when you're playing Aussie rules because uh, yeah. it's not, it, obviously the ball doesn't come back to you. Like, so it's very difficult to even practice the skills, which I, I need more than most of the Aussie rules, kicking the ball off the wall because you obviously can't do it. So obviously you'd be kicking the GA one, but it's, it's great being back. Like even just, very, how, how often do you have a, that group of people together except when the football is on, like regardless, but yeah. Yeah, it's good to be down again, kicking ball. Like it's yeah. So that's like. that's the social aspect of that the boy yeah. is gonna feel. That's more than the actual fitness of the tra- the skills, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, even with this, it's more so the skills getting back there right. is, is great to be at as well. Like it's fit fitness wise, in that we were we were kind of doing our own bit anyway because we we were able to meet in groups of four and the coach give us different groups so we could take along doing our own own training that way. I'd say I'd say a lot of the boys, a lot of the teams around the country, county even, especially Loud, have been given their a bit of fitness work to do. Although it's hard to do it on your own, it should nearly keep you ticking over. Like, is there any lads coming back in serious uh, shape? Yeah. Any lads coming back in out of shape? Yeah, it's a very different club and county kind of thing as well. Obviously, it's more club, but where we are, like, it's, it'd be more the latter than lads come back fitter like you I think as well like it was kind of up in the air whether we'd even have a season two so I think a lot of boys were like ah, just whatever like and just didn't really didn't even partake in any of the any of the sessions that we did do and we got uh-huh. put in the groups of four but you have yeah you've both ends of the spectrum too you know you've lads that are always keen and then lads that are kind of like could take it or leave it like but they, 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 like you catch up fairly quickly like yeah well if you want to put the effort in you will yeah especially here like it's a lot easier to to get out and run when the sun is on your back you know it's lovely like you know it's easy to even run you can run along yeah like it's just magic like so anyone who wants to get back in and get fit it's take you two or three weeks and you're back into it and is there um dates for games yeah, we're starting Friday a week, so the tour yeah. of July is our first game yeah, of the year, which is all exciting. Like, yeah, we're the same that we actually have like in inland now. We have we have a date, and even magically as well, we have actually fixtures all laid out in front of us. We know our championship games, we know our league games. Everything is one sweet block. Although even they changed the the time earlier, I presume they're going to stay with stick. They are going to stick with those dates. That makes it just sweeter, like, and it also means 
you have a proper training block to get in before you go back. Yeah, like oh, yeah, that's what I found here with us. Like, cause we we went back training not knowing if we were going to be going to use a. I suppose use a. It's good the way you have gone back and you have a day back for when you're starting back. Cause we went back and we didn't have a day, so we were, didn't know if we were training for no reason or All right. we were training for something. Cause we like yeah, and a lot of and it's funny as soon as we got the date here just seen the floodgates open where boys were everyone was back and everyone was keen like even even like you have them you'd be the same at home like every club nearly has them fair weather players who might yeah. play soccer or play whatever rugby maybe and that's not really going on so they're all back then and they're all keen and they're all mad to play like so you've seen usually them, them kind of fair weather players are usually like some of the best players you've got like okay so they're not, you've seen the numbers actually go up? Yeah, for us anyway. Like you just have, especially it's been off for so long and it hasn't been on the telly. So everyone's mad to get involved again. Like Yeah, because yeah, I, I was saying that to Jamie Murray there a couple of weeks ago, that there will be lads coming out, Aidan Carter will come back out of retirement now just to get it done. Yeah. But everyone will. Like, is there any lads that didn't come back? Like, just won't risk it? Uh, not no, not for them reasons anyway. Not for them reasons at all that I know of. Like it's uh, I said it's funny like because because we have that date and obviously because all the restrictions with travel and whatnot. Like it's I was talking to the coach today and I, I was asking him the availability like of who's available, who's not available. And he pretty much said to me that everybody's available for the first game, which is like it's unheard of. Like because. There's always someone away on holidays or working or whatever, all of the above. Um, and it just happens that everyone <laughs> seems to be available, obviously, now. Like, so it's going to be tough to get into the actual team. Oh, no way, yeah. Competition for places. Yeah, which is brilliant, too. Like, That's actually, now you say that, like, you'd be, I'd be thinking there now of who's, who's this going to suit, like, in the, in, Laird, like, in the championship. Who's going to, like, maybe come out of the COVID really well? Uh, and I was thinking the Pats might come out of the COVID fairly well. With uh, this is when there was no season with Paddy Keane in a way. And you think, oh look, that's a year with Paddy. But uh, but then you think then there could be other lads, the other teams there that might have lads coming out of retirement, like you're saying. Every man, woman, and child will be coming back out to play. But I even think them um, more like the towny teams, like with that that would have more soccer players than yeah, anyone yeah. else like because them boys will be it's Gaelic's obviously it's the first thing back back home isn't it there's I no think so. soccer back sure, yeah. I'm not too sure of the the local leagues the uh, was it the Maiden District League is probably not even called yeah. that but I'm not too sure but I, I wouldn't say they'd be under as much pressure if they had they did switch to summer league uh, last summer and it still it still meant though that the the Gaelic lads picked picked Gaelic over soccer I remember Billy Smith big very good soccer player um, big local league soccer player but he had, he did play with the clans when it came down to the crunch so yeah, a bit of effect. But I, I'd say well, just on the opposite uh, I'd say there will be lads that won't play because it's a little bit maybe I don't know it's a little bit more serious in Ireland more so than where you are in Australia but I'd say players won't risk it. Like I don't know what the frontline lads are going to do. Like they're like, well, we've no doctors in our team, but like I'm sure some players, do, some teams do. And then there's like nurses, and then there's like people who work in 
administration and hospitals or porters and then you have guards as well like jimmy murray's a guard i must ask him and there's other guards all over like uh, yeah. every team has a guard on a weaving what are they going to do it's very different at home though even compared to here like in that context that like so, so where we are here, like we're not in the city, which is good. So we're fairly isolated out rural Australia. Like you think, like even we're playing footy, uh, we've one team in the town we're in. The next town is a two and a half hour drive. And there's okay. two teams there. And then there's two teams in between that then as well. Like so, but all where we are, there has been, I think over the whole time, there's been four cases of it so and since then it's been isolated so we're like we're lucky where we are whereas the ireland you're talking five minutes down the road it's a village five minutes down the road it's a village from that like it's not it's not as local as that where we are so dublin, we're really like, lucky like dublin's a half hour away even like exactly like even drawed and and dock how close are they like and yeah. even navin where we are very close like in terms of cities oh yeah i know i definitely do think there will be players that will well, will they feel under pressure, like maybe not to play, but their family under under um, like you could have elderly parents, or you could have you could be still living at home with your mum and dad. So I don't know that that maybe they might be left how hung and high high and dry by by the GA. But then <laughs> is it fair on them? Like I don't think that's fair. Like you could have some lads even retiring and saying, "No, I'm not playing football this year because I just can't risk it." I think that's unfair. I think the GA are unfair to do that to them. Yeah, I agree, and it's like even for young lads as well. Not even more so the older lads. Like young lads, yeah, probably mad. mad to play. Like and and if they're gonna take that risk with coming home, whether mammy's a bit older or even granny's living at home with mum and whatever else, like it could be. Like how do you how does a young lad quantify taking a risk like that? Like where. I don't know if I was a young fella, I'd be just keen to play football. Like, no, and you wouldn't care. You don't care showing you're that young. You you you're you think you're invincible. You, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, you do think you're invincible because you don't think anything will ever affect you or your family. It'll happen to someone else. So that's fine. Like, but until that day comes, but there'd be some crack. You could have lads moving out of home just to play. Last <laughs> <laughs> for the players or lads living homeless just to just to play football. Maybe we'll set, we'll set up bunk beds down in Cullen community, will it? Honest to God, a big dorm or something. Well, I know Frank Lynch changed his name, he told me last week. He changed his name to put, well, he didn't change his The manager changed his name to, to play oh, for Ollie. Ollie Lynch, yeah. And come here, is it, is it weird though? Like, is it full of signage and all that? Is it like the actual training itself? Are you like, I know it's still non contact. No. Are you kind of like, we're we're off non-contact, but when it was non-contact, non-contact anyway. That's the type of contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't make too much mention of that. Any, um, but uh, there's no not much signage now. It's it's different here as well because the actual grounds aren't owned by the clubs; it's right. owned by the councils. But in terms of training, that when we were doing the non-contact, like. It's 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 weird. Like obviously the back of drills and that you're trying to keep your space and that. But it's funny. Like you have lads. Like I think most clubs have them too. Like like there's lads that play and and they they want to say something, but they don't really have much to say. If you know what I mean, they want to be heard, but they don't really have oh, yeah, to say. We've one lad. 
the empty box. One lad in the club, like yeah, one lad in the club that at the end of every drill and you're waiting in your group to get yeah. the next drill and he right. always says it. It's always like, Come on, let's get in tight, like get in tight and listen up. Like it's his <laughs> thing to say the whole time, like and it's so funny, like it's guaranteed he was always saying and like he just it, you nearly look at him and laugh every time because he can't say it now. Does it does, he, does he go to do it? Like does he go ah and stop I don't know I feel like he's on edge that he needs to say it but he hasn't said it yet he needs to hug himself or hug the post or something yeah I don't know it's funny but... oh, that's mad yeah you can see lads in huddle some lads love a huddle before a game they love yeah. a squeeze and yeah get tight get tight so now you'd be like going down and you'd be saying get away from me get away from me and, <laughs> yeah. oh Jesus and, and then you're, you're actually this is another aspect of it as well and you're a perfect candidate. You're injured at the moment, and you're after getting injured during the training. So I'm gonna before you. I know you did a bit of coaching. You told me that the other day. But do you think you come back from like uh, this is a thing that I think Declan Bogue said as well during the week of the chat with with the physio that players are gonna come back, and you're like even in in championship and lead, you're gonna be playing five games in six weeks. You know, there's gonna be a load of injuries, isn't there? And like you, what you got injured? Well, you're always injured, but is it because you just came back too quick? I, I don't know. I, I don't really know why I got injured. We were kind of training all along anyway. Like, we were in the groups of four and that. And maybe it was the whole, um, obviously, you're not going to train as intensely if you're in a group of four in terms of if you have it in a group of 20. Like, you're really going to put it in. Like, and maybe that's why I did get injured when we had that load, more of a load and the contact. So you're getting more fatigued. And you're wanting to do more because there's a bigger group. That could be a point in, and then when the games start, then with you guys, I can, you can see people getting injured. Left, right, centre. But obviously, yeah, I. You short you know here at the AFL back and they've reduced the time which is being played. Oh. So I don't know if you's guys are choosing the time. I wouldn't say so, but I've seen with the Premier League, the the proper water breaks, like everyone goes off and takes them. Yeah, I seen that yeah. on the BBC the other day. So yeah, I I think there could be there could be well, there's definitely going to be injuries, and that that that's gonna that's another podcast in itself. Like I'm saying, who's going to come out of this well for the championship? Like who has like you could see a team with a big squad winning the championship. Oh, well, yeah, you can, oh, the Blues have announced that they're best team in the county at the moment, and they look to probably have the best squad to bring by the sound of it too. Yeah, and even but even you, you go into media as well, and you you dip into your reserves there, and you win, or even the junior championship as well. You know, like yeah, yeah, it could be it, it could be that it could be that sort of a way, it could be that detrimental to a team, or you could have a big squad there, like could even massive squad always do, always will. They could go and win the intermediate on the back of that. Um, you, then you look at rural teams, and you know you're on a bit of tiny teams. You could have rural teams there, you just have 16 players, and then the, the reserves aren't great at all. Or maybe you could have, I don't know, well, you wouldn't have teams not feeling, but you, you could have teams struggling, like, you know, and it could go both ways. But it, that, that'll be kind of, that's for another day. I'm going to talk about that again. But, um, I've well, seen that too, then as well. as... as <laughs> Obviously, the county's on afterwards. If a county player does get injured, yeah, is he going to be pushed? Is he going to? Is his loyalty going to be held in terms of is he going to push himself to play the club games, or is he going to be pushed to hold on and make sure you're right for county time? 
Yeah, that's a big thing they're on about here at the moment. Like the the the, the yeah. we're seeing, there's going to be war between club and county in terms of managers and in terms of players and in terms of club pulling them as well. But like just in te- just when I was just going to ask you about the coaching side of it, is it hard to work out drills? Are you just doing straight line running? You're on a foot pass or anything, are you? Oh well, we're yeah, we were at the time. It's probably. It's easier to do foot passing drills because you're further away, obviously. Right. Yeah, but you don't have to. You, like you just sanitize the balls at the start, and that's it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we know. It, it, the hard thing about it is, is actually with no cones. All oh, right. And so you're not allowed. We are not allowed any any equipment at all. Like nothing, okay. zero. Just just footballs. That's it. Like so, trying to set up drills. Some lads get it straight away, and some other lads are scratching their head, kind of. So it's kind of like <laughs> some lads are running like a got cut even, cut Some lads, use some lads, you can like, put out the cones, and they're still scratching their head. Yeah, but, yeah. But like, um, it's kind of like what we nearly after a session or two, boys are getting confused and stuff. But the easiest thing I found to do was actually to pull, bring the whiteboard out with you, oh. draw it on the whiteboard, and say cone here, like set up this way and you name a person that's going to be in each cone who knows who has a fair idea what's going to go on and set it up like that basic as and so that's a for all the coaches listening yeah because i didn't i don't know actually whether you're allowed to bring down cones or not for us and are you measuring out distances like is it that kind of awkward routine Oh, not really. It's kind of up to yourself. To Does the novelty wear off then after the first session of signing forms and washing hands? Is oh, well, we didn't have any forms or anything like that to fill out. We caught, We just had, we just sanitise as you go in the gate, like, and and away you go, pretty much. Like, there was no no forms or anything like that. Like, we didn't have COVID officers, officers like you used to do back home. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that at all, like, which was... Quite convenient, more so for us. That yeah. didn't have to be done. But I say that I'd but say that was, wear off the novelty will wear off that. You know that. Yeah, possibly. We, there was a by the government over here. They ran an app for uh, the more people that downloaded, the more restrictions that would be lifted. So it tracks where you are, but it only gets enforced if someone in your circle has COVID nineteen. So okay. if most people had that, it was quite convenient but it did, wasn't asked that we needed it or anything yeah, that, that's not like that's not I haven't even mentioned that like Wallens even if a club gets it like if a player gets it like God knows the stigma the lad who gets it would get for wiping out a whole team and like yeah well they're all about the psyche of sorry they're all about the psyche of like the whole community they need the games back imagine the game was called off because a player had it and then the whole village ends up not looking forward to a game that that could be down the line, but then it is in clusters of training at ten, so it should be okay. Well, um, you know. Well, saying that, that it'd be it'd be all the better if a game is called off instead of the other way around, like no game on altogether. Well, if a game is on and someone has it, like you know what I mean, like, and then to find out after the yeah fact matters, and then you're in a world of hurt. Like that's where that's when it is. Is difficult, like yeah, yeah. Whereas there, I know in the AFL here they test, they're testing the players. Yeah, so they're basically yeah, they're testing them. I'm pretty sure they're testing them Monday, Tuesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and straight away after whenever the game is, because they're having games right from yeah. towards the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
and Conor McKenna, obviously the Irish fella, has got has got tested for positive for it. So their game was off on the weekend, which is which is it's good he got it before the game started because it was only it only came out their game. I think was, was on that. Yeah, during the day. What happens if you if they, like, do you get your game? Not during, no, no, not during the game. Then it was obviously off. Their game was on at like five o'clock that that day, and yes, yeah, it that's... was reported at two o'clock, I think, and then the game was off. Obviously. Um, and what happens with you if the game if you if anyone's get get to? Oh, I don't know. I don't think there's any protocols yet. But on that case, but yeah, it's, um, it's still kind of, it's still kind of. I don't know that there's not a foot. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of drip fed. Um, if the yeah, G- but we're quite, we're quite lucky, I suppose, here too, because we're very WA, like, and we actually still have all our borders closed. Oh, okay, right, right. Which, um, but we haven't had any cases for, I'd say, it's two weeks now at this stage. Yeah, allowed. I think it's it's been ten days since the, the last case. Which yeah, is, which is really good, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose, um, look, just a, just a couple of things. Thanks for that. Thanks for the the kind of the look into the future, uh, especially had it allowed us this week. But I've had, I've had a few people on to me, Podge. I had um, a forum out there and forums for feedback and what have you. And a couple of lads that got back to me um, did, did 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 like a segment say at the end or every week or at, uh, not at the end of every podcast necessarily but a segment nearly like every week to have a player on or ask someone a, like 20 questions or something like true or false or stuff like that so get your thinking cap on will you and give me some oh, yeah right I, I'm not sure Danny at all um, well there's a couple here right I'm gonna I'm gonna fire these at these are just simple questions they're not necessarily a segment as yet but, um, so you put me on the spot. Yeah, put, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'll put you on the spot. So, I, I was going to say, oh, what what loud player would you would you most like to poach from another club? But I think probably everyone would say probably Paddy Keenan, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, yeah. isn't it? Right, and then right. So this is this is a good one to know, right? Who who is your best manager you played under? Jeez, yeah, it's a quick fire because there's a difference between most successful and best manager. Oh, no, yeah, just coach. just go best manager. But yeah, I know. Well, kind of coach and manager are still the kind of same thing here. Uh, okay. Well, hands down, best coach has to be Sean Kelly. Like, he actually didn't win anything with us when I was there, but they won the intermediate with you guys when you, you won the Cardinal Donald, did you not know? Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, but the pinnacle is obviously the championship at that time, but yeah. It was the first time we ever won the Cardinal O'Donnell, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But you had him in but school was, as well. Yeah, he was a brilliant. Yeah, but school is even different. But when he was with us that time, he was a brilliant. Like, he just brought us to the next level, like, in terms of training. It's just magic. Like, he was a brilliant coach. By far the best coach I've had. So he, and is he your best manager? If you're saying best coach. I don't know. I don't know who the best manager is. Like, the most successful manager I've had was Key Henry. Thank like, you. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I would regard him as the best manager I've had either. Like it's very hard to say. And right, so and then another one here I'll ask you is um, yeah, well, yeah, well, kids up there. There's loads. Well, I have loads, but it's not about me. It's just about segmenting. But say right, your who's your favorite player to play with? That's another one as well. Not, like, really not your best player. Not your best player. Not your most skillful player. But who's your favorite? Like. 
like it could be a lad you could have the crack with on the field. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose in college, like I, I would have played played with a lad I ended up living with, which was David Drake. Like he was, he probably I played wing back and he played wing forward at the time, and he was brilliant. Like on the pitch, like because he was kind of a wing back himself as well, so he'd always be keen to come back and help out. Like, and what what was his nickname to have? What did they call him in the Mayo podcast? What was his nickname? Uh, Donald I Drake. I don't know. Donald Drake. Uh, Donald, Donald, that could have been, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you had a good relationship with him nearly. Yeah, yeah. He's champion of a lad, like, and he, 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 even just, he'd say something stupid to you at the pitch, like, and he'd just have a good laugh with him or that, like, he was a really good player too, like, he's brilliant, brilliant player, like, he'd always, you could give him any type, any type of ball either, like, and he'd win if you, like, like yeah. yeah, really good player. Actually, in college as well, we played with, um, Danny Cummins, he played. I think he played playing with Galway. Yeah, Galway. Played against the league. Yeah, he he was awesome. Like you could be half back and you'd have no one to hit the ball to, and you just he'd corner forward. Small little fella, like he'd lash the ball in the top of him, and he I don't know what it was about him, but he could win any type of ball. Like if you're in trouble at all, you could just lure it into him, and he'd fight like a dog for it. Yeah, he's a powerful lad as well. Yeah, ah, he's awesome. Yeah. Kick scores all day long as well. Like I would, I would probably go defenders actually for mine. You'd have Darry English because like he just bail you out of trouble every time. So that'd be a favourite kind of aspect. And then Brenner as well, David Brennan. He'd be like he was just brilliant, pleasure to play with, and he'd have you in fucking stitches on the field as well. Some of the stuff he'd say to you to get you going and get other people going. Then you've other favourite players like he'd be. Like you know, this actually could be a good segment. Like favorite player, because you think they are like Christy. Darry, Darry was brilliant. He was so unassuming. Yeah. He just go behind the radar and just like clean up for you, basically. Like yeah. like your mother at home cleaning up after you. <laughs> Muffing like, up. Yeah. Just come, yeah, mop the floor. Like he let someone slip by, and Darry just come across and just cut out the danger. Like he was brilliant as well. Like. Yeah, and then you had David Reid, like like you were just when you said that about Danny Cummins, you could throw any ball to him and he'd, he'd win it. Like, uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone else, but that that's a good one. That that could be a that could be a segment, all right. That could, well, you, I'll leave it with you, right? That's 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 your part of the job, right? Yeah. Um, no, Pudge, thanks, man. Cheers, and don't forget it's Father's Day. Ring the father and wish him the best of luck. Yeah, yeah, sure have. Or happy Father's Day, not best of luck. Right, dead on, dead on, thanks for that. Already, so. <laughs> you won't drink that. Right, good luck. <laughs> thanks, yeah, yeah, thank thanks. Bye-bye. Take a hand, Bye. So there, that was Podge there. He's um, as well up to date um, with, with the boys that will be mad to tightly hug you. And the awareness getting over the novelty uh, the coaches as well in terms of training and that. So that's it. Just wanted to give that kind of insight there. Thanks again for listening. I uh, a couple of couple of announcements to make in the next couple of weeks. Some really exciting news on the on Loud and Proud in, in, in terms of championship coverage and what's happening and what's going to happen. So really excited to announce that. Uh, follow me on all social media channels to, to just keep up to date on what's happening. Contact me at info@loudandproud.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Really great to see a whole new list of subscribers there so that's really good thanks very much for listening mind yourself enjoy the training on Wednesday night 
and if you're back training and if you can mind someone else do so talk to you chat to you again next Sunday night on the Loud and Proud podcast Funny kick a lead ball around the place like